1: where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello once again, and thank you for joining us for the Financial Fun Podcast. Today, our guest is the lovely and vibrant Ingrid carlton Dodds.
0: Thank you for joining us, Ingrid. Thank you for having me, Tammy. So, Ingrid, tell us a bit about what is your business? Um, Well, I just started a business, uh, Bottom Line Organizing, targeted all business owners and um, sole proprietors, and I can help them simplify and systemize their business so they can focus on doing what they love to do. Uh, So everything from setting up the office in a way that makes sense to them as well as streamlining their marketing and setting up finances so that they can collect what is actually owing to them and reducing their costs and making taxes less painful.
1: Those are totally things that are after my heart because I've, I've had to go into so many and it's like, yeah, they're not collecting their monies because they don't have the time or the system set up to do their invoicing or they're, they're losing so much time because they can't find things. Exactly. <laughs> no, I absolutely love that. And what's your family situation, Ingrid?
0: Um, I am married, um, have been for 18 years. And we have three children, two boys aged thirteen and eleven, and a daughter who is seven.
1: Oh my goodness, you definitely have your hands full with those ones.
0: yeah, no, I'm actually excited about have you know being self employed because it allows me to have a better work life balance and I can be there for my kids.
1: Oh, that's something that I have totally and completely loved about having my own business, and in fact, one of the main reasons why I started my business is because my husband and I were talking about starting our family and we're going, okay, well, I don't really want to have my child in daycare all the time and have to do the nine to five hmm. and that. So decided to strike out and start my own business so that I could have that control and and the freedom to work around like being pizza mom and stuff like that. And it's been wonderful. I love it. So thinking back to when you were a kid, Ingrid, When, when did you first realize that money was something important and that you needed to pay attention to it?
0: I was like, I remember when I was probably about nine or 10 years old and I'd come across a catalog of some kind and I remember going through it and then there was something that I thought, oh, my mom would love to have that, you know, it was something I wanted to get her for Christmas and and then I was like, well, I know at that time it's like, okay, I need this much money and I don't have it. So I started saving, you know, what I got and I put this money together. And then I had to approach my dad because it's like, well, I need you to go and order this thing and buy it for me. And like, well, he can write this check, but I had to give him money for him to write the check. And um That was sort of, I think that's like the memory that stands out in my mind as to when I actually realized, well, I can't just say I want something and have it appear.
1: Yeah, I I think it's great that the first time you actually thought about it is because you were wanting to get something for somebody else. Like, that's so generous.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not sure where that came from. But, (laughs) like, I just, I, I remember seeing it and thinking this is something my mom would really like. And as it turns out, like, it was a candle holder or something, like, really nothing that she needed. But she still has it.
1: It was obviously something very, very special. I, re- yeah. I remember getting the getting the Sears catalog in in the mail and when it would come through, and me and my siblings would always race to go looking through the toy section. We didn't care about anything else. What do they have in yes. to the toys?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, my kids are about that, too. Whenever we get um, catalogs in, they go through and they, they circle what they want. And my daughter is really good at basically circling everything on every page.
1: <laughs> She's an advertiser's dream, is she? Yes. And and with you having the kids, like, they're all definitely old enough to be aware of things. What are some of the questions and and things that you're noticing with the kids around the subject?
0: Well, I guess a lot of the times, like I said, they go through those catalogs and they see something that they really like. And then we point out, well, yeah, that Lego kit is really awesome, but it's $500. (laughs) Yeah, Lego is not cheap. But they still put it on their Christmas wish list. Yep. And it's like, well, you know, we kind of try and say, well, don't expect people to buy it for you because it is that expensive but so they kind of seem to understand well yeah when I ask for something that's really expensive it doesn't mean I'm gonna get it Um, but I do still find that they want to buy stuff and it's like well I'll tell them well this will be coming out of your account and then it's, oh well that's fine but they don't see you know because they don't actually have the cash it's just you know sort of a transfer from their account to my account they don't get as much of a sense, I guess, of the fact that they're actually spending money.
1: And that's a really common thing. Like, do you find that if it they react differently to money when they actually have to physically hand you over the cash from their piggy bank or or their wallet rather than just you transferring accounts?
0: Oh, yes, very much so, because it becomes very, the emphasis is on, well, this is my money, you know, sort of when they've actually, like, my mother-in-law was actually just visiting and uh she gave them each $20 to spend. And uh my daughter at first was just running around the toy store and, oh, I want this. And I said, well, you know, that that's $20, so that will be all your money. And then in the end, she ended up, she actually started to think, well, if I give over this whole $20, I won't have any more money. And in the end, she decided on something where that was only $10 and she got some money back. And she was like, oh, this is exciting. Now I still have this money. And are the boys the same way? Not so much. Um, I find that uh, my oldest, he's like, once he's got money, it's gone. Like, I don't know what happened. Like he gets money from the tooth fairy or he gets other, mo- like sometimes I give them money for pizza lunch or whatever. And he's very impulsive. So if he sees like Cheetos in the vending machine and he's got money, he will buy the Cheetos in the vending machine. And we're kind of trying to work on him a bit with that because it's like, well, you're sp- spending money on on junk food and then you don't have money like he starts a lot of projects where he's like at one point he wanted to adopt a gecko and it's like well you're going to need this much money for that and he's like okay i'm going to start saving and he's read your books and he has these jars and he puts money in the jars but then now the jars are empty again like it's not like i said he's very impulsive and and how is that compared to your to your second son I would say he's a little less impulsive Uh, He does sort of, he hangs on to his, like it actually goes into a piggy bank and then he kind of forgets about it. He's not as apt as either his brother or his sister to break into the piggy bank and figure out what's in there. He doesn't want as much, I guess. Like, I guess he's less impulsive. He's not like, oh, I have to have this now. Um, But he's also not, he doesn't really have any big financial goals that he's saving for.
1: Well, I found with a lot of people, if they have more than one child, my life is easy. I only have one to deal with, but... They find that their their children not only have very different personalities they have very different financial personalities it's It's always the joy of having having to uh deal with that and, mm-hmm. and kids are naturally impulsive they want everything
0: yeah that's very true
1: are they ask are they asking you and and your husband any questions about money yet or anything along that?
0: not really they do kind of hear a lot of like sort of Around the house about, you know, we don't want to waste food because that costs money. And, and like I said, sometimes they'll sort of mention, Oh, well, I really want this, but I know that's too much money kind of thing. Is that my oldest is sort of the one who seems to be the most interested in, Well, I, I have this goal. I want to save for it, but he's, um, struggling with that.
1: He, he doesn't quite have the staying power.
0: No, no, because now I think he wants, um, he was saving up for an iPad. Oh something like that. But I mean, he's, he keeps going back, like he finds something else, like, uh, you know, um, like a video game or something that he really wants. And he's like, well, I've got this money, I'm just going to spend it. And then he's back to zero in terms of his goal of saving for the iPad. And he's often said that um he wishes that money didn't exist. Well, that can be your opinion or your dream, but... <laughs> Unfortunately,
1: yeah. Unfortunately for our society, that is how things work for right now. Do you, Do you think he would do better if, uh, rather than having the cash in the jars, which is so tempting for because for some people they don't they like seeing the the physical reality of the cash being in there, and it's harder for them to spend it. Where with other people and kids, it's it's much easier to have it become invisible, like going into accounts and stuff so that they don't see it for the temptation part of it.
0: Yeah, no, I think that would work um, much better for him. It's hard to convince him. Like I said, when he gets money, it just sort of vanishes quickly before we even get it into an account. Or...
1: Well, what, what, one of the things that I've I've done with Aylan, I have to get to the bank to do this because she gets money for Christmas and for her birthday and stuff from her Nana and Papa and I have to go to the bank to actually get the money to do it, but it has to be split into her jars and she's one that just loves counting her money and seeing it right. grow in that so i don't have to worry about that but then she can have any any extra amount that will go into her like play fund or whatever cuz she's saving up for some stuff but have having just the actual physical cash for the things that he can be impulsive with but take the yeah. other money and and put it put it in your room hidden or into into a bank account or something so it takes away the um Money talking to him going spend me, spend me, yes, exactly, so it it's just it's just finding the different ways to work within the the personality because obviously with your with your daughter she doesn't she likes having the money and the stuff, so she finds a way of okay, how can I pull off both
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, no, and she's um she's in brownies too, so she's into selling cookies, and again, that was exciting too. Oh, look how many cookies I sold and I made this much money. <laughs> she was, you know, and like she understands that it's not her money to keep, but you know, it's just it was sort of a motivation for her to, you know, sell all the cookies and and get some money and she loves just counting it and she'll break open her piggy bank and, and count it. But then the money goes missing because she's opened up her piggy bank.
1: <laughs> and and what are what are the kids thinking or or saying anything around the fact that you have just started this new entrepreneurial venture?
0: I don't think they quite understand sort of what it means. I've been sort of home for a while, so it, so far nothing's really changed, and I'm still home when they come home from school and things like that. I've told them, you know, sort of this is what I'm doing. They're like, okay.
1: <laughs> hey, that works. Sometimes they get all excited and they want to start asking questions
0: and stuff. No, and I have mentioned to them that if they want me to clean their rooms, they can pay me for it. now. <laughs>
1: Do you think either do you think any of them will take you up on the offer?
0: No, because for the most part I do it for free because it just drives me crazy (laughs) when our rooms are a mess.
1: Yes, our kids are very, very good at that, aren't they? Yes. So what what are some of the things that you had wished that you had known before you moved out on your own about the subject of money?
0: I would say budgeting, for sure. Like I never really had a budget or had an idea of how, you know, money is Spent and things like that. Like my dad pretty much took care of all that. And like I said, if, if we needed something, you know, it was sort of before the days of having a debit card, I had to go to him to write a check, you know, so I had to give him money to get a check. And it was sort of like he was the keeper of the money. And essentially, I lived at home for university and then I got married and moved out. So I hadn't really had any formal education or training on, you know, the budget and the expenses of a household. And, Anything like that.
1: Which is extremely was extremely common then, and it's still extremely common now. hmm Now, it's become so much more complicated. Like, yeah, when you and I were growing up, like, there was no such thing as a debit card, and, like, you actually had to deal with cash. And checks were actually still a big thing. Now, if, if, if you ask a kid what a check looks like, they, they're going to give you this blank stare. Like, it's yeah. such a different world. And even... Um, credit cards were very, very rare when I was growing up. And now they're like everywhere. You can't function without a credit card. There's so much stuff that they will only take credit
0: cards. Mm-hmm. And that was a thing too when I was in university. Everybody wanted to give me a credit card. Oh, it's even and worse. At the time, now, yeah. I thought, well, this is great. You know, I <laughs> spend my own money, so to speak. But it's like, you kind of forget, well, it's not really my money. <laughs> and I'm just borrowing it. And then it comes with interest.
1: Yeah, very expensive interest. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so it um that was a bit of a wake up call for me then. I remember just I had racked up quite a bit of credit card debt by the time I finished university.
1: And unfortunately that that is so common one of my absolute biggest pet peeves are are like I don't watch TV now, but I remember when much music first started coming out with the uh, commercials where they were advertising credit cards to 16 year olds as a way to learn about financial responsibility and i was like i almost wanted to punch the tv and going oh it's bad enough that right prey on them as soon as they hit college mm-hmm. because yeah the kids think oh it's free money and i'm an adult now and i don't have to be constrained by all of this until they end up in an awful lot of debt and then how the hell do they get out of it yeah and then they just end up feeling trapped and depressed and it's just this is this is one of the main reasons why I do this podcast is because we need to become a lot more comfortable with talking mm-hmm. about money and and asking the questions and learning about it otherwise our kids are going to grow up to be nothing more than financial slaves. Exactly. Yep. That's just so so wrong in my world.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: So to finish up here, if you could make sure that your three kids get three lessons about money so that they can go off into the world on their own and you feel that you and Erin and, and have been successful. What are the three things you want to make sure that the kids know?
0: The first one would be that money doesn't grow on trees, so it has to come from somewhere. And like I said before, credit cards, at the end, it's not free money. At the end, you owe Money back plus interest. The second would be to start saving for retirement early. Basically, as soon as you start working, start saving for retirement. And third, just to ask for help. Like, don't ignore the problems and hope they'll go away because they will just only get worse.
1: Well, and it's not just asking for help when there's a problem. It's asking for help and because you're, in, you're going into a new situation and you want to be finding out things that mm-hmm. you, you don't know. Like everybody goes only only people that are that are making mistakes and screwing up need help. No, we all need help because the financial world is so complicated and it's always changing. And if you don't ask for help and ask questions, how are you going to learn other than through occasionally getting lucky and mostly getting hurt? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, better to go in with um knowledge.
1: Well, knowledge properly applied is power.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, Thank you so much for taking the time out of your your busy day and, and, and your new business to take the time to talk to us. Thank
0: you for having me, Tommy. It was a pleasure.
1: All right. Have a wonderful day, Ingrid. You too. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundation's Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.fun.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fund Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.